0: 2. Isn't Ignorance Bullshit? Chapter 13. The Serpentine Stone My feet were dripping like paintbrushes when I stepped out of the river to map a new trail across the shoreline. Look at this, whispered Manuka. Like a spider spinning a midnight web, I watched her hand walk along the timber and sink between the bark where a small hole swallowed her hand. Ever wonder who created the trees? asked Manuka. Have I met you before? What is this feeling? I've never felt a connection like this. Not to strangers," asked Levi. We've got roots, too," whispered Jane. We all go back to the same original humans. We're all like a bunch of forest lamps walking around in the dark, but your lampshade looks different than mine, and hers is different than his. She was glowing brighter than any of us, and the more she smiled, the more our light grew together. Even the leaves and branches were pointing down to Jane's light. You're glowing, said Otto. I was waiting for Jane to respond, but Otto tapped me when I turned to him. His eyes were looking into mine. And what were you doing in that factory so early? Why were you there the morning we met? asked Otto. I couldn't remember. Nothing beyond this moment mattered. They were all staring at me. He kept the history, Jane interrupted. He was a historian destined to tell the truth, and that's why he brought the canvas. All history keepers need a blank sheet. Her words were like her light, and she'd given it to every flower, every stone, and every person she'd ever met. I do believe things connect for a reason, said Otto. My gaze shifted above Otto when I caught the full moon glowing over the trees. There was light above, and there it is. I pointed. Beneath the moon was a dark triangle protruding through the treetops. Goosebumps echoed over my body like an electric blanket. Each cell of my skin began levitating when I saw the peak of the pyramid hanging in the sky. Without hesitation, Levi took off between the trees like a caged animal on the brink of an escape. Trampling over branches, we chased after him until he reached the top of the mound and fell to his knees. I came to his side when we gazed at the giant pyramid. Bluish-black stones were piled high into the sky. Two white pillars separated a giant door. It was the only imperfection to this sleek side, and in the front of the door stood the twenty-eighth psychopomp with its black and white palms pressed together in prayer. ''Ready to become all that you are?'' asked the psychopomp. ''I am,'' said Levi. The group was all together when we stepped forward. Time is but a fabric, and history is how it's sewn. Through this door lies the future, and all it costs is a simple stone, said the psychopomp. It's made of lapis lazuli. Who molded this stone? This is the stone of royalty, said Jane, touching the pyramid's base. The 28th psychopomp lowered his head from the sky. All of us were aware how the moon was suspended perfectly over the peak of the pyramid. The giant stone door opened and the psychopomp released its palms. Is there a reason they call you the 28th? Because 28 is a powerful number. It's mystery and strength together, asked Levi. Mystery? Do you mean destiny and strength? asked the psychopump. Numerology says the sum of numbers represent the whole, and two and eight add up to one. That's completion. And there's 28 days in a lunar month too. Do you know something about that moon up there? asked Levi. That moon is how I do what I am called to be. If you take the proper time to observe, then in time you too shall see, said the psychopomp. The deer extended his palm, where Levi set the black stone down, before entering through the door and into the darkness. Next, Manuka approached the 28th psychopomp, where the creature extended his white hand. She gave up her white stone before Otto followed her path. Now Jane approached him while I rubbed the rough edges of the black tourmaline one last time as the others disappeared into the abyss waiting inside. On the verge of dropping my stone in its hand, the psychopomp closed the black fist at once and turned to Jane. Wait! What stone is this? said the psychopomp. Jane froze. The others were through the door, somewhere inside, when the psychopomp raised her stone up to its wide eye and peered into it. Heaving nostrils breathed down on the small greenish-white stone she'd given him. "'This isn't the one I gave you,' said the psychopomp. "'That one is serpentine,' said Jane. "'You gave me the serpent stone?' it asked. She reached inside her coat, into one of her many pockets, and revealed the selenite stone she'd been hiding. "'I've never found selenite before, but serpentine is a good stone too,' said Jane. "'Serpentine is a stone of rebirth. It's not for me to choose who lives and who dies.' "'Do you know what this is used for?' said the psychopomp. Jane nodded. "'Astral travel.' "'This is how elemental beings make contact. "'Have they spoken to you?' said the psychopomp. Unsure of what to do, the psychopomp took a moment to rub the stone in its palm between each finger and its thumb. "'And so it is written. "'I shall accept this stone until we meet again,' said the psychopomp. "'Thank you, and I promise I'll take care of your selenite too,' said Jane." The psychopomp reopened his black palm in front of me. As I released the stone, I felt a flicker of white light burst through my forehead. No one saw it, not even I, but supreme clarity came upon me. I took a step inside with Jane, but heard something tumbling down the side of the pyramid from above. I turned when a massive object struck the ground beside the psychopomp's cloak with tremendous force. A human body had fallen, and his skin was mashed in the dirt. "'Mangled legs were twisted up over his bloodied head, and... "'Is it?' Jane paused. "'Is it dead?' "'An empty vessel,' said the psychopomp. "'This poor human wasn't moving, "'and whatever had happened was even worse than trauma. "'Blood was seeping out of his half-shaven skull "'while the man's face remained buried in the dirt. "'Someone had buzzed the sides of his hair "'and left a long mess on the top. "'He was naked, and I didn't dare look any closer.' because the longer I looked, the more I saw that there was no light left in this man. "'What happened to him?' I asked. Looking up, I heard a door slam somewhere up above on the pyramid's smooth side. "'Sometimes we must pass on before we become all that we are,' said the psychopomp. The full moon began to inch past the peak of the pyramid as if a clock started the countdown. Not a moment later before the giant doorway began creeping shut on its own as we stood halfway inside.' "'Go. Your toll has been paid. In is the only way out. Go in with all your heart,' the psychopomp pointed towards the door. "'They're already inside,' said Jane. "'I can't see the others anymore. We have to go.' Jane pulled me in as the door shut behind us. Tiptoeing ahead in the pitch black, my hands began to reach around, but there was nothing to focus on. All I could picture was the mangled man's body still stuck in my mind. "'We have to stick together,' said Jane, promise?